0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with A Word in Edgewise. Today is the 30th of August, the 242nd day of 2021, leaving us 123 days until 2022. Today in 1800, Gabriel, an African-American bondsman, assembled an army of about 1,000 enslaved people outside Richmond, Virginia, in the first major slave rebellion in United States history. Alerted government officials thwarted the revolt, and Gabriel and others were executed. Today, in 1813, during the Creek War, some 250 frontiersmen were killed by Red Sticks, a Native American faction in what became known as the Fort Mims Massacre, and in retaliation, a militia led by General Andrew Jackson later destroyed two Indian villages. Today, in 1862, during the American Civil War, the Second Battle of Bull Run, also known as the Second Manassas, ended with a decisive Confederate victory. Today, in 1959, the first Austin Mini 7, called an Austin 7 by the British Motor Corporation, went on sale for 497 pounds. Although the press and the public early on named the car Mini, The manufacturer would not make the name official until 1962. Today in 1963, fearing the possibility of an accidental nuclear war, top officials put into operation the Moscow-Washington hotline between relevant leaders of the United States and those of the Soviet Union. And today in 1993, Late Show with David Letterman, offering an innovative and frequently off-the-wall approach to the talk show format debuted on CBS. Heavenward for the second time this August, we have a third quarter-phase moon this morning, since we had a lunar phase within the first few days of the month. Tomorrow evening, planet Mercury will be at its highest altitude. The Roman Mercury, of course, is simply the Latin lingual rendition of the Greek Hermes, son of Zeus, and the Pleiad, Maya, Hermes's name is derived from herma, the Greek word for heap of stones, such as was used in the countryside to indicate a landmark or boundaries. In literature, the multifaceted Hermes is associated with fertility, with the protection of cattle and sheep, with deities of vegetation, especially Pan and the nymphs, with music, with roads and doorways, and hence with travelers. His is the sense of transition, As he moves from one adventure to the next, or, as messenger, conveys one or another God's directives while carrying his karykion, or herald's staff, a variation of which is the caduceus, traditionally associated with healing. Of interest to more than a few of us this past week has been the manner in which a number of forces continue to conspire against the possibility that we here in the United States might at long last begin healing from the past 17 months ravaging by COVID-19. A couple of the major forces at play include a notable uptick in numbers of confirmed COVID cases and fatalities in the U.S., and a return to school from kindergarten to college, of millions of students, and faculty, and support personnel. Any reasonable guesser might surmise that the second factor is bound to exacerbate the first. But we here, as the greatest hosts to COVID in the world, didn't get that way by being collectively smart about how COVID works. Rather, much like we did 100 years ago during the 1918-1919 Spanish flu epidemic, way too many of us continue to deny we have a problem. What some of us have known for a long time, but others of us apparently have difficulty comprehending, is the length to which we must go to defeat COVID, which, obviously, is a potent enough virus to defy, to some degree, our current vaccines. Clearly, social distancing and masking need to remain as part of our efforts to reduce the efficacy of the virus. And of course, vaccinations are key parts of the picture, with boosters beginning soon. Rates of COVID infection continue to rise in the United States and elsewhere in the world since the first reported cases on January 21, 2020. The United States now has reported 38.6 million confirmed cases. India, 32.6 million cases. Brazil, 20.7 million cases. Russia was 6.9 million cases. The UK was 6.6 million cases. And France was 6.5 million cases. Total world confirmed cases are at 214 million and counting. Worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 4.5 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are at 635,000. change for us over the past two weeks, up at least 11,000 since last week. Not a huge number for some folks, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Today in Kankakee, Illinois in 1908, concert violinist Frederick McMurray and his wife Maleta had a son, also named Fred. When young Fred's father and mother separated, the boy was sent to a military academy. And in his teens, he lived with his mother in Beaver Dam, Wisconsin, where Fred became an impressive high school athlete, winning 10 varsity letters in three sports. Fred was also a talented artist and saxophonist, recognized by the local American Legion Post when they awarded him a scholarship to Carroll College in Waukesha, Wisconsin where he studied music and formed his own band, Max Melody Boys. After graduating, he enrolled in the Chicago Art Institute, studying art and again supporting himself by playing saxophone in a band. In 1928, Fred's mother decided she wanted to live in Los Angeles, and he offered to drive her there. Soon, he was working as a movie extra and found a spot in a vaudeville band, the California Collegians, who appeared in the Broadway comedy Three's a crowd. Tall, dark, and talented, Fred stood out and won the job of understudy to Bob Hope in the Broadway musical Roberta, and and, and the job landed him a film debut in the 1934 Friends of Mr. Sweeney. From polished rich boys to comedic roles, Fred also made one of the best film noir productions of the war years, Double Indemnity. In 1944, but would later be admired for his Disney films, The Absent Minded Professor and Son of Flubber, and especially for the 12 year running television sitcom, My Three Sons, which had originally been planned for a different gender as a vehicle for the Lennon sisters. Eventually, the show ran so long a fourth son had to be added to maintain a youthful slant. Fred McMurray was always modest about his talents and at a 1986 tribute dinner said, Well, I've done pretty good for a guy who plays the saxophone. Today is also the birthday in 1797 of British novelist Mary Shelley. In 1893 of American politician Huey Long. In 1918 of American baseball player Ted Williams. In 1930 of American business magnate Warren Buffett. In 1935, of American musician John Phillips of the Mamas and Papas. In 1937, of New Zealand motorcycle and automobile racer Bruce McLaren. In 1939, of American actress Elizabeth Ashley. In 1943, of American cartoonist Robert Crumb. In 1947, of American actress Peggy Lipton. In 1951, of American actor Timothy Bottoms. And in 1972, of American actress Cameron Diaz. From Oral, Maine, I'm RW. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the 11th official week of summer.